Knock, knock. Who's there? Memoirs of a Modern Marriage. Memoirs of a Modern Marriage who? Memoirs of a Modern Marriage.com. Oh, shit. You mean I can go to the site and request to be a guest? Fuck yeah. If you want to get in on this nonsensical conversation, hop onto our site and request to be a guest today. Bonus points if you're a furry couple. Also, don't forget to check us out on our social media sites. Links are in the description. Now get ready to start your week off meh. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Memoirs of a Modern Marriage. We are your hosts. My name is Dave. And I'm Liz. And today we have two very special guests from another podcast that uh, that I actually have been getting into a lot. It's super familiar with the Wilsons. And I would like to welcome Josh and Amanda. Hi, guys. Hello, hello, hello. hello. Hi. Thanks for having us. All right. So we did not rehearse any opening questions. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> Well, um, let's see. Should I start with the most interesting thing about me? What is the? Oh, okay, is this? Is this have anything to do with Chris Barron? No. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. With, right, go well, I was going to say you are the most interesting thing. About I, it's me. true. I am. Aww. I am most definitely the most interesting thing about you. I mean, don't worry. The Chris Barron question is going to come up. All right. Good. Yeah, it's coming <laughs> up because I know he's dying for me to ask him about Chris Barron. Oh no! The the I'm I'm I've moved on to other things now. I, I have oh, my sights set a little bit higher, bigger and better. Oh God! I hope Chris Barron does not listen to your podcast. Oh, does he? <laughs> Shit! <laughs> uh, well, we are Josh and Amanda. We um, have a podcast, super familiar with the Wilsons, that grew out of the pandemic. We were we used but pre pandemic we had dinner parties and people over and then we were just kind of missing that connection so we started our podcast as a way of connecting with people um we are what okay um we have been married for i'm sure that gets just based on the premise of your of your podcast i'm going to tell you we have been married for 8 years it'll be 8 years this december it'll be 8 years we're both on our second our second marriages we have a blended family and i mean i think we're getting it right I mean, we're we're still together, so <laughs> right. So that, eight that's years what is a eight years is a milestone. That's uh, longer than a lot of uh, marriages last these days. Um, but yeah, now that we've already talked about it, how the hell did you land Chris Barron? <laughs> so we um, he courted him. I, I did not court him. No, there was no courting. Um, what what happened was I what um, happened was. I, I wanted, I don't know. I just, he seemed like a nice guy on Twitter and I was like, I, I think it'd be cool to, to kind of talk to, to one of these guys from the nineties, you know, one of these nineties band guys really into the spin doctors at one point. And so I did an episode called the Chris Barron situation where we were, um, we were on the line with a, another podcasting friend uh, of mine. And I was talking to him about how I could get Chris Barron on the show just as a, a goof. And Chris and and I tweeted it out and I tagged Chris Chris Barron and he tweeted back you know the Chris Barron situation question mark and I said yeah here's the link go to you know minute thirty five and listen I think you'll get a kick out of it so he did listen and then he agreed to be on the show and that's how it was just that easy 
Wow, that's crazy because I've never heard anybody ever say there was a brief time where I got into the spin doctors. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was very cute because so Josh had been tweeting at him and it wasn't working. It wasn't working. And then he titled this episode and Chris Barron will say, I mean, said on our podcast, you know, well, I'm a lead singer and you made it about me. So therefore right. he was into this episode being titled about him, but we were at universal with the kids and we have four kids and we have two older, two younger. And we were with the two younger ones at universal and Chris Barron DM'd him on Twitter while we were at universal. And it was like, it was the cutest, like he was just so happy. It was, it was a very happy day. Did you geek out? Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? I would have geeked out too. I mean, I ain't going to lie. Oh, I totally it's- geeked out. And and for like, so what he did is he DM'd me and says, hey, you know, text me. And so he gave me his phone number. And so I spent the rest of that week, you know, going into people's offices and like putting, you know, the contact information on my phone and just like setting it down on people's desk and wait, <laughs> wait for them to ask me about it. So, yeah. And most of them were like. I who's work, Chris Barron? Yeah, who's Chris Barron? Yeah, I work with people who are either very much older than me or very much younger than me. So there were very few people. That Venn diagram was really, really the point of intersection was really, really small. There's one or two guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- that's probably the other two that was like, yeah, there was a brief time in the '90s where I got into <laughs> Spin Doctors. <laughs> yeah, they have that one song. That's what everyone says. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that one song about uh, the two princes. Um. But yeah, no, that's that's actually really cool. Um, I kind of did the same thing with Tom Savini, but I think I might have scared him, burned my bridge there. Wait, wait, so that's not going to happen? Oh, uh, it it hasn't even started, but it's definitely not going to happen. I publicly said that I was going to motorboat Tom Savini. <laughs> and what part of that do you think might have scared him off? <laughs> The fact that you said it or just that you said it publicly well, could be both. You, could you be acted all. it out too. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was actually the one that just released uh, monsters under my episode. Yeah. I listened to that one. Yeah. That yeah. I publicly said I was going to motorboat Tom Savini, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe dreams do come true and I'll get them on the show. We do have a link that we could. Yeah. Possibly call in if we wanted to. Yeah, she grew up with a guy who's like friends with him and, you know. Okay. So there you go. I mean, he's chiseled for 75. Oh, yeah. 100%. I And I mean, I don't think there's anything gay about motorboating Tom Savini. And even if there was, whatever, dude. It's Right. Whatever, you only live once. It's all good. You only live once. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I've I've been doing a, a pretty good deal of listening to you guys' podcast. You have a really good dynamic. I think it's awesome. Um, you must spend a lot of time producing it, like and, and like editing and stuff like that. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but I do hardly any editing in our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I have my moments because there are some weeks where I, I just do enough to get our conversation out. And then other times where I, I'm feeling like I want to do little bits and, and whatever. If Listen, if this was my full-time job, I would be um, in the quote-unquote studio all the time because I freaking love making these little comedy bits and all this and that. And I love even the dumbass background noises that I'm quite certain gets on everyone else's nerves. It just gives me the biggest giggles, man. So I love doing all that stuff. So this last one I spent uh, quite a bit of time on. It was a 
extra long episode and I threw a, a couple of produced bits in there. Sometimes I just, we talk, I cut out my ums, music in the beginning, music in the end, and the bada bing, bada boom, we're done. That's it. So it just kind of depends on how much time I have. But if I had all the time in the world, you, you'd never see me again. I'd just beat my head in the computer. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I feel the same way about this. Like, I if if I had more time to spend doing this, I probably would just exclusively do this. But, you know, we're, uh, you know, middle-aged, middle-class people, and we live paycheck to paycheck just like anybody. Um, so, and also there's uh, 4 billion – or no, 4 million podcasts out there right now, so – yeah, yeah. And Liz and I have actually made the statement, if nobody listened to us, which we're pretty close to that, but if nobody listened to us, <laughs> if nobody listened to us, we would still be doing it because we just enjoy doing it. You know, it's it's fun. It's a good way to have a conversation. You know, it's a good way to meet new people, stuff like that. We make ourselves laugh. We do. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I, I would say, and I just show up. I just show up and talk and leave, and then Josh stays in here and edits for the rest of the night. So I don't do any. I was in charge of Twitter in the very beginning, and I had 17 followers, and I was really excited about it. And then I gave it to Josh, and now we've got like I don't know 1,500, which isn't you know it's a lot more than I had. So I don't I don't do anything. I I, I show up, I talk, I leave, I lay on the couch and watch TV until he's done. So it's all Josh. Right now, I am in charge of the Twitter account, and uh, let me tell you, podcast promoters are the worst people in the world. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am constantly getting messages from them, and uh, I'll look at the message, and I'll realize what they're trying to do, and then I'm, uh, I'll hop out of the DM without saying anything, and then I just get a, a, a barrage of question marks. Oh, gosh. Like, yeah. That's like, obnoxious. Like, first off, if I look at it and then leave, obviously, I, I don't want to do business with you. I'm just trying to be nice. But if you really want my opinion on on how, how I feel about your job, we could talk. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, think what you should do is you should have a little fun and offer – get in a conversation with them and, and angle it towards the fact that you want to promote them and then try to convince them to give you – their bank t details and their information and tell them that you'll promote them as a podcast promoter. That sounds super sketchy. I dig it. I, <laughs> I just always <laughs> assumed they were bots. I didn't realize it was actual people putting question marks in the chat. They are all Elon's children's. All right. He has like an army. He does. He does. Yeah. And it's, it just came out now that he had one like with juicy that recently, like the, he's a yeah. secret one, like right before he and Grimes had their second one or whatever. The, I think whatever. he had a secret two. I think there yeah. was a yeah. little set of two. Yeah. Twins. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. It's hard to keep twin secret. With Elon Musk, Zuckerberg and uh, Bezos. I think it's going to be about a decade before we're all uploaded into a computer somewhere. Listen, those three dudes are the Legion of Evil, man. They are the closest we have to supervillains right now. Yeah. Yeah. And they look the part. They do. Oh, my God. They, <laughs> they really 100% do. do. They really do. All of them look less than human. How is that that all of them look slightly like androids? Maybe they are. They're I'm, synthetics. I'm going to just go ahead and put it out that I, I believe that they are not really human. No, I just especially Zuckerberg. He just he, he has that cold gaze, when was, and when 
when he was testifying and like him and all of his people were like blinking, blinking simultaneously. Oh, like somebody programmed them a little too um, synchronous. Oh god, he looks like god. what's his name? Data from Star Trek. Yeah, he looks like Data from Star Trek. He absolutely does. Yes, and the freaking memes that came out after that. Like, excuse me, I need to lubricate my human <laughs> organs. <laughs> Did you see that thing that came out? I guess he gave, I don't even know what it was, but he gave some sort of like a video chat or something. And behind him was, uh, was a sh- empty shelf except for a bottle of barbecue sauce. Did you see this? <laughs> yes. So yeah. incredibly fucking random. I mean, I even have backgrounds that I, I can think, choose I, from. I think he's, like... he's wandering around saying, what would a human have on a shelf? Maybe a bar- barbecue, barbecue sauce. That's, that's good. Yes. Humans like barbecue sauce. <laughs> What would be the most human thing that I can do? I'll have a bottle of barbecue sauce out of place. That yep. sounds that sounds good to me. I like yeah, yeah. Well, for about six months I had a bottle of um cocktail sauce on my desk at work, remember? Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. I will and- see. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's a thing. It could be. It could be. How does that stay on your desk for six months? Was it a paperweight? Did you use it to draw circles? Somebody gave it to me and it was expired. So I just, I don't know. I was going to throw it away and then just never did. It got pushed behind something. So <laughs> at some point you just stopped seeing it. Yeah. You yeah. know, we're, somebody's trash is somebody else's treasure. Even expired cocktail sauce. Even expired cocktail sauce. Because you'd never know. We could get some expired shrimp and have a party. There you, there you go. go. Well, that would be a very short-lived party with expired shrimp. It'd be it'd be some kind of party. Wouldn't be the best one to get, but it'd be a good party to have uh, at least uh, for the next six hours in the bathroom. So yeah, we have kind of a special uh, occasion here on Memoirs that we are wanting to test out here on Mister Josh. Seeing that I've listened to his podcast quite a few times and he's like, ha ha ha, I have this game we're going to play. And Amanda's all like, ah, shit. Yeah, he tortures all of us with it. where I give extremely um, uh, cryptic clues. I'll give the the band and the artist, and then you try to guess what they are based on my mysterious but extremely highly intelligent cryptic clues. So it's funny because originally these were just a bit on the show where I was trying to guess them, right? And and then it became this thing where now he does it. He'll give the clue and the artist two of them each week, and then he gives people on the socials a week to try to guess. And then we and we do the the next week. He'll say the answers and give the new one. I was so happy when the stress got off of me because it was just me, and I don't I'm not good at this game. And then um, 
and then now it's out in the world. But it's so funny because when I can tell when he's writing them because he's taking notes on his phone and he's just giggling his full head off. Like he's just so proud of himself. <laughs> he's just like, oh God, I wish I could just tell you. Like he's so proud of himself. But they're not impossible because our, our friend Gavin um, from across the sea usually gets at least one of them. Yeah, so. well. He might not be human either. No, stop. Okay. <laughs> so the hardest one that I came up with here <laughs> is uh, number one. Um, and that's when I had a little bit more time to think about it. <laughs> I was going to say a little bit more alcohol. <laughs> yeah. But as we got closer to time to start the podcast, I said, shit, let's do four more. And uh, you didn't let me help. I even let Liz help. And this is the best we got on a uh, very uh, limited amount of time. So, so how obscure are these songs? So Liz wanted to go obscure. Okay, I'm I, I, I'm not gonna pull punches, and I was like, no, we're not gonna do that to them. We're gonna give softball. We're points. gonna give the easiest of the easy. And try to make it hard. You're 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 too nice. You're so setting me up here, though, because he's going to be fucking impossible. Go ahead. (laughs) He's going to be the first clue is 12. The second (laughs) clue is square. Close. The first clue, uh, the song, is Sagittarius A, the center of our solar system, and is by Resonate Botanical. Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. Damn it. <laughs> right? No, I'm telling you. This is like his... The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, we have a five-year-old who's super into space, so we're very well aware of Sagittarius A being a black hole. But is that why you knew it? Yes. Okay. So I won't get any of the rest of them. Oh, <laughs> you definitely will. This one, actually, I guarantee you... Amanda would be able to get on the first try. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Wow. Bam. She just got you. She just I know. did you right there. I know. I know. I no, know. no, no, no. This is just typically. <laughs> it's have... probably like Backstreet or NSYNC or Britney. No. Like you're, you're this, but you're making like 90s pop references. Okay. No, that's early 2000s. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Gender Delectable by Al Bundy's Neighbors Recess Yard. Gender Delectable. Al Bundy's Neighbors what? You you cut out the second. Recess Yard. I don't know who Al Bundy's neighbor is. You know how long it's been since I've seen that show? Pig. Um, Gender Delectable. Uh, uh, Wait, which is the song? Uh, the song is, is a song. Yeah, gender delectable yeah. is the song. So it's a it's a girl treat. Girl treat. <laughs> I don't, um, Very close. Girl, okay, it's girl something. Um, or it's a boy snack. I don't know. Um, boy toy. Boy, no, that's not. It's not. That's not. I'll delectable. give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. What's another word for gender? Sex. There Sex. you go. Sex treat, sex, sex. Candy. I'm just gonna say sex candy. Is that a song? Sex candy was my freaking favorite song. Sex candy, man. Favorite song? I loved that song. Who sang that? Al Bundy's neighbors. Recess yard. Recess yard. Okay, playground. A recess sex, yard is a playground. Sex um, field. Oh, playground. 
Foursquare court. See, this is why I'm really bad because I just start saying words and Josh gets super annoyed with me because I'm just like saying all the words. Gender, sex, treat, sex. It's 90s. 90s song with the word sex in them. Um. Uh, well, um, Chili Peppers have sex songs. No. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Why I you got to be so good at the first one? And now we look stupid. No, that's fine. I'm okay with looking stupid. Look at me. Um, okay. <laughs> you want to give me another hint? Yeah, yeah. They hadn't thought we would need hints. So you did have two of the words right. Uh, gender delectable. Sex candy. Sex candy is the title of the song? Close. It's okay. Yeah. Sex and candy. Sex, sex and candy or like it's a, it's a kind of candy or like sex M&Ms. No, that's S&M. That's the green M&M. Sex, sex, sex Mars bar. No, but sex and candy is the name of the song. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's the name of the song. Yeah. I've never heard of that song. It's by Marcy's Playground. Marcy's okay. Playground. Marcy. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we got Playground. Okay, so we got Sex Candy Playground. I, I feel like I need to know. I don't know this song. Can you sing a little bit of it for me? I smell sex and candy. Yeah. Now you have to pay them lots of money to use that. No, 15 seconds. You have a very I, nice voice. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> thank you. I actually play music on the side. There you go. Do you play sex and candy on the side? No, I do that's not. wrong. Um, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Didn't on the we playground that song at our wedding. Yeah, we did actually play that song at our <laughs> wedding. Was that your first dance? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the third one Liz came up with. Okay. No pressure, Liz. Now this one totally pop. threw that out there. Just pop. pop. Yeah. All right. Thank you. This is you then. This is, this well, no, he assumed I was going to know sex and candy off the bat, and I didn't. So, okay. Um, but I, I will say this. Um, I'll give you your first hint before she gives it to you. It will get stuck in your head. It's always stuck in oh. your head. Okay, let's go. No. Earworms. Yeah. Well, what's been stuck in my head today is Teen Beach Movie, so I'm happy to replace it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so it's Glyph by High of Low. High of Low. Glyph, Glyph, sign. No, I saw the sign by Ace of Base. Oh, this guy. (laughs) Yep, yep. Now, yep. Nope. Here it comes. And it opened up my mind. (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm there. Yep. No, it's a thing now. Earworms. It's always we always like torment each other with that song. It's yeah. It's, yeah. Okay, so Ace of Base, they only had the one song though, right? Did no, they have they've had, song? Like, they've, they all sounded the same. Yeah. That's why you're confused. <laughs> no, but I I like as far as like okay, Spin Doctors, two songs, right? The Two Princes and the other one. Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. Little Miss Can't Be Wrong and Jimmy Olsen's Blues, three songs. But Ace of Base, right? The one song I saw the sign. What other songs did they do? Oh, that she wants is another baby. baby. She is gone tomorrow. Okay, yeah. so the two songs. Was that really the know. lyrics? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a song. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Now this one's this one's kind of easy too because, like I said, we were rushing at this point. Um, so bad weather's coming by Wayne's Sidekicks Creek. Garth. Oh, uh, 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 the, uh, the Thunder Rolls, Garth Brooks. Hey. Oh, now she's, yeah. but she's, a, she's, <laughs> she's got a Garth Brooks past. This is probably the only person I'm jealous of in her life is Garth Brooks. No, I, I was super into nineties country. Like I don't like today country, but nineties country was pretty good. Right. And you had a thing for Chris Gaines and Garth Brooks. No, and I did all not have thing. a thing for Chris Gaines, but I said that I saw Br- Garth Brooks in concert. And it was probably one of the best concerts I've ever seen. No, no. What you said was one of the best experiences of your life. And this is that's, after you, you met me. That's true. It really it was a great concert. Sorry. I have to say it was hilarious when the Chris Gaines thing happened. I'm sorry. Like all of my friends laughed at it. Oh, it's no, it was cringy. Yeah, it, it was, was ridiculous. It was super I did not I, I have, have Josh lied when he said I had a Chris Gaines thing. That's not true. <laughs> but no, but Garth was a go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I was gonna say she has a Tommy Lee Jones thing and a Dan Aykroyd thing. So I totally get it. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait. That's why I like like, he's got that Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, you do have like the Dan Aykroyd um, hairline. Oh my gosh. We gotta dig into this whole Dan Aykroyd thing, Liz. What's that about? I don't know. He's hot and Canadian, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Canadian. (laughs) I think I'm more concerned about the Tommy Lee Jones thing because that started when I was very young. Oh, is that because of men in black? No, the fugitive. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's into like guys that are like super old with like receding hairlines. I think I have a grandpa. And I too. think that's actually. <laughs> I was going to say it's not, it's not a, it's not a dad thing. Like a dad complex. Yeah. It's a grandpa complex. <laughs> yeah. Little gilf action. Though. <laughs> yeah, man. My heart hairline's been in recession since 2008. And, uh, it's uh, a turn on for her. So, well, that works for you. You lucky yeah. man, you. <laughs> right, right. He goes in every morning before she wakes up and shaves a little bit more. Up. <laughs> All right, last one, last one. Um, now this one was like within the last five minutes of us uh, scurrying to get down here. Some of the best uh, ones are at the last yeah. minute. Elevating your body by railroad sign. Elevating your body by railroad sign. Railroad sign. See, this is this is this is a hard one. You're saying you just did it at the last Elevating minute. Elevating your body. Lift. Corpse. corpse. Something with corpse. Burying your corpse. No, elevating. Uh, digging is- up your corpse. <laughs> no. Grave robber. What? Grave Digger Great, by no, Dave that's- Matthews. It's a good song, by the way. Um, it is a good song, but that's not it. I um, didn't get this elevating- one when he told me. Railroad sign. Okay. Uh, like the, 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 the Think of the appearance. Yeah. Think of the appearance of the railroad it's sign. A, it's, a, it's a cross. It's an X. It's an X. It's a. It's an X. It's an X. Do the X-Men do like a soundtrack? The X-Men. Yes, that's what it is. It's clearly the X-Men. Um, 
And if you're making this symbol, that symbol is nothing but an X. That is yeah. an no. X. <laughs> it's a crisscross. Crisscross. Oh. oh. <laughs> all right. All right. Very right. Good. Right. Very good. Very good. So it's it's jump jump jump. But I well I was it's not jump around though. Jump around with somebody else. Yeah, House, of, House pain. of Pain. Yes. House of Pain. Damn it! Yeah. I should have thought of that one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Dwelling of injury. Um, All right, so I've got one for you. Oh, did you oh. know this was going to happen to you? I'm well, very no, it's sorry. Just that I've got this one that I don't I, know if I. I don't know if I, I had a feeling used it or not. Well, yeah. it's just I don't know if I use this one or not. And so I did. I was on with with Dan Belson, and I did it, and he had never heard it before, and he listens every week. So maybe you've heard this one. I don't remember if I did it or not. Okay. Okay. Let's hear. So. It. Um. Laughing at your male genitalia really brings up the temperature of my revolver. <laughs> That's the song. <laughs> See, Happiness this is, what, is a warm gun by the Beatles. Bam. Very good. Oh, wow. Yeah, very good. What was well, the, revolver. I, I got to well, f- figure out a different way to say revolver. What was the... The Beatles was, these honey makers would need these implements to build a house. Be tools. Oh, good. But I don't understand how happiness is a warm gun is laughing at your male genitalia. Ha. Ha, penis. Happy. <laughs> no, ha, penis. Ha, penis. <laughs> it's a warm gun. Bam. There you go. Oh. And I did not hear that one before. My band is actually covering that song right now. So it's uh, <laughs> oh, kind of. Uh, so we hear that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool, though. But yeah. now every time you sing it, you're going to think about ha, penis instead of happiness. I hope so. I it's sure hope for so. Years. It's been that way for years. <laughs> I've been like, ha, penis. It's It's right. nothing new. <laughs> oh man that was super fun like all right all right all right you got any more you have to have some more uh not in too- the chamber i don't ah, damn chamber. it that one was too easy all right all right so yes um i think uh i think what you guys are doing are great i i really love listening to your podcast is there now I, I heard something about a spinoff on a on a recent episode. Come yes, on, you're get, yes, you're no, you're spinning off to cover the sugar coated murder ladies. Um, uh, you're gonna do a re listen podcast called Sugar Coated Escape Room or whatever. So here's the thing: these these podcasts that are based on like rewatching shows or you know commentary on movies or whatever, they're hot, right? They're hot, and yeah. that's a that's a, so. I figured if I can just cover other podcasts, I can grab their audience and then I can, you know, get a new audience and all the work is mostly done because I'm just commenting on what other people have done. It's so easy. Bam. Right. Success. Yeah. So but I will um, never see you again. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. That, 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 that'll be the end of uh, your uh, humanity. You're just going to be sucked into the uh, podcasting world at that point. So this is what we suffer from with our show. It, you're supposed to be able to give a 10-word a pitch, right? Your elevator pitch on what your show is about. I still don't know what our show is about. Yeah. I I get it. We just always say that ours is like... A nonsensical conversation between a husband and wife. Children. But- yeah. <laughs> Gigantic children. Giant babies. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, that's what it is. It's, you know, there's... Especially that Monsters Under My episode. Oh, my God. That one was the worst. 
Oh no, it, no, it was great. But I, th- I feel like you guys really, you know, there are times where you get serious and you really dig in, dig into the whole marriage thing. Like that's like you, you zero in more into that than we do. Yeah. We just happen to be married. We don't really. No, okay, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus. Um, no, but I mean, it's just yeah. We we're, we're I'm not quite certain what we're about yet. I would say that I mean, aside from like the fact that you have bomb ass production and really good editing to yours, I would say you're pretty close to what we're doing, except for we talk a little more about marriage. You yeah. know, so it's nonsensical conversations, really. See, we we started. Uh, you know, we when we started, it used to be called the Wilsons do a podcast during the pandemic. That was our that's how we started. And we would just talk about that. We would talk about connecting. We would talk about how we're getting through it. Uh, but then it seemed kind of a drag to continually focus our show into, the, you know, into the fact that an aspect of our world is uh, a fucking dumpster fire. So we decided to jump off of that. And ever since then, we kind of trying to been search for some sort of definition as to what we are. Yeah. Well, I think we're based really heavily in the fact that you loved radio growing up. And so like the bits and the different the interviews and then the the segments are are kind of like that format. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Done. Oh, well, there you go. Figured a it married, out. A married couple with nonsensical uh conversations that uh loves radio. Yeah. And it, and, <laughs> and tormenting people with song quizzes. But apparently not you. You're good. So Good congratulations, because that would have taken me a really long time. I would have been like testicles, penis. I just would have just kept saying testicles and penis for a very long time. It's okay. I say that for a very long time, usually on a daily <laughs> just, basis. So anybody who's just now tuning into your podcast right at this point is going to be like, what is happening? Yeah. Well, you have a title now to the, this episode. So testicles there you go. and testicles penis. And penis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or that's hot definitely going to be it. Yep. I mean, because usually we just take like a segment from our our show and make it the title. Like, it, it, you know, usually sometimes we just kind of get the feeling of it. Like we just um, we just actually uh, uploaded a uh, an episode called um, The Loss of Loved Ones, which is geared heavily towards, you know, my recent mm-hmm. experience. And. I kind of go over my entire history of like people who's died. that meant something to me in my life and mm-hmm. it's pretty emotional and stuff like that. And there is no time in that, that I say the loss of loved ones, but that's like the exception to the rule, you know, like the general episode is about the loss of loved ones, but usually we just take an excerpt and I think you just won the show. <laughs> But see again, like that that's that that's I appreciate that about you all is that you all get get serious on on some things and you just kinda just let it all out. Now, I'm allergic to that usually and she's she's usually wanting to go deep because I mean her background lends itself to that and also mm-hmm. that's just the type of person she she is. Um but I appreciate the that you all just go deep when whenever you get serious, whenever you want to get serious, and and that's that just it's really honest, and I appreciate that. I think it kind of humanizes us a little bit, you know. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be always about like you know dumb shit. We can we can be serious, mm-hmm. but you know, I w- also want to be engaging too. 
which is big for any podcaster. They want to be engaging. So, you know, we see what works for us. You know, the numbers don't lie, you know, and we just kind of play off of that. By the way, and being that you guys are in Florida and I recently was in Florida, uh, fuck Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yep. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful state. Fuck Florida. Fuck the yellow flies. <laughs> fuck the love bugs. <laughs> you got lots of things here. Yep, lots of things yeah. that we don't that we wish weren't here. Yeah, it's it's a hundred percent. Like the the bugs are my least favorite part about Florida. Um, that and where I was at. I mean, like honestly, not too many people know where Perry is, or I'm sorry, Crawfordville is. Unless you split spit on the map, you can find it. Where's Craw? I don't know where that is. Where is that? Right outside of Tallahassee. Oh, okay. oh yeah, 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 yeah. So you barely got into Florida, and it was bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you just yeah. got I mean, over that the state not, line. That is not a great part of Florida. It's really not though. Sorry. No, no. Any, no, any no. of our listeners in Florida, the Panhandle right now, go to hell. Oh yeah, it's not their fault. I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we, I, and, and you know you're in the bad part of Florida as soon as you get through like Valdosta, Georgia. You cross over and everything just turns to dirt and sand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking crazy and fuck Florida. <laughs> yeah. Or swamp. Well, I mean, we're right in the middle of a swamp here in Gainesville. I mean, that's all yeah. it is. Just a big ass swamp. Lots of snakes. I fucking hate snakes. Mosquitoes, the, the size of your hand. Roaches, uh, alligators. Yeah. Um, you said snakes. snakes. I did snakes. Yeah. So, so yeah. So we um we're north central. We don't get a whole lot of like we'll get like tropical storm weather. We don't get a whole lot of hurricanes like Josh got when he was in Miami. But a couple of years ago, like four years ago, we had a hurricane come through, and we for a while we're dealing with moccasins in the yard, like water moccasins, because the neighborhood flooded so much that they were yeah. coming out and just being like, "We live here now." Well, um. Are you guys both originally from Florida? I yeah, I'm from Central Florida, like right in between Tampa and Orlando. So I was born and raised there, and then I've been here for came here for college and left for a little bit and came back. So I've been here for a long time. I've been here like I guess ten or eleven years now in Gainesville. In Gainesville, yeah, but I'm from Miami. But he was born in Canada. Yeah, but I mean, but lived there for a very very short amount of time, three months or something. Unfortunately, I'm not a citizen. I know we keep saying like I wish you had dual citizenship because. So you were born in Canada, but you're not a citizen, or you just live yeah, there no. for a little. I was born in Canada, but to an American. So. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. They treat Americans differently up there. Yes, they do. Yeah, especially Americans who are running away from the draft in the seventies. Well, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently they make them president or some shit. <laughs> Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and now that you're here, I'm starstruck and I have no idea what I'm going to say next. <laughs> you're so full of shit. You're so full of shit. Get out of here. What I was going to say when you were talking about getting real and humanizing it, what I was going to say is that I really appreciate it, um, especially because I have had a whole lot of loss in my life as well. I mean, from a very mm-hmm. early age, I just feel like I've had so much loss. And so just talking about it, um, talking about your experiences helps people know and feel that they're not alone. And yeah. I think that's really powerful. And I mean, that's why we originally started doing this, because when the pandemic hit, 
Josh was an essential worker, so he still had to go to work. And then all of a sudden, I mean, I'm very fortunate that I can do my job from home, but I was all of a sudden, I had a two-year-old and a 12-year-old that I was trying to get to finish school and dealing with this two-year-old who I just put in front of a TV all day so that I could keep doing my job. And I had mm-hmm. a lot of guilt, a lot of guilt about what, and, and so that Josh just said, you know, maybe we should do, we had been talking about doing something together because uh, uh, I'm a writer, he's a painter, he's a musician. Like we do different things creatively, but we've not done a joint venture before. And, you know, so the idea was, well, maybe, you know, maybe other people need to hear that you're struggling and that they're not the only ones out there doing that. So I, I really appreciate that you take that lens. And I think that it's, it's really powerful. It's, it's hard um, to put my emotions out like that because I'm not a very emotional person. No. And I mean, even when we were recording that episode, we were talking, my mom passed away last year and I'm sitting there like bawling and trying to talk. And he's just like stone faced talking about, you know, his experiences. And yeah, so Um, it doesn't mean that I don't feel anything because I do. Um, But I had a very like rough upbringing with like, you know, uh, the typical 90 stepfather, you know, that, um, and, and by typical, I mean, it, it, it's, it's your stereotypical, but it's not everybody's stepfather. She had a stepfather that loves, loved the hell out of her, you know, whereas mine was like, I'm not his kid, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the beatings and stuff like that always just came naturally to him. Oh God. I mean, it happens, yeah. but it, and it, I can't say that it's like made me a worse person or anything. I just kind of learned from the experience a little bit, but it also kind of taught me to stave my emotions mm-hmm. inside a lot. So because it was, uh, you know, he's going to beat you with a belt. And if you cry, he's going to beat you harder. Right. So I learned to kind of stifle them emotions inside Mm -hmm. and it just kind of carried with me throughout my life not that i don't feel anything it's just not out on the table like every Mm -hmm. you know like a normal person would be like my family yeah her family they oh my god (laughs) if if the dog slept for too long they start crying is he dead (laughs) (laughs) i mean I kind of get that too. <laughs> I would, I would go in and like, is he breathing? I would be a little bit, but that's just, yeah, I get that too. So. But here's, here's the thing. I can totally relate with that because um, there's a lot of that story that, that I share and like, not the dog story, not the dog story. Um, but you know, as a kid, I was very reactionary, very sensitive, very um, emotional, but, because of the way my dad treated me, I had to shove it down. And so in the same way as real result now, it's, it's still difficult for me because I never developed, I never saw it modeled to me how to appropriately um, express your emotions. And so even now, I mean, she'll tell you that, that I'm very closed off sometimes. Um, but you said something in there that that I want to bump back on, and you said normal people. Well, there's no such thing as normal people. I can agree there's, with that. There's there's probably more people who are who feel the way, especially in our society now, who feel the way that you and I feel about expressing emotions than feel the way that that these other two feel. To be honest, just because of you know the the, the way the com- that we're raised, the commoners. 
Yeah, I think we're the commoners and they're royalty, (laughs) quite honestly. But no, you know, it's so important getting back to this whole whole idea of grief because I deal with a lot of grieving um, folks at my job that we all know it's going to happen. I mean, it's not going to be a surprise that there's death in the world. And yet when we go through it, we still feel like no one's going to understand. Yeah. And, you know, I think – I think a lot of that has to do with um, eh, a lot of people. You don't know how somebody else feels because you're not somebody else. Mm-hmm. So like in your mind, maybe, and this is just, you know, an opinion I have in your mind, it's the most horrible to you, you know, but nobody mm-hmm. else can share that same emotion that you have because everybody's kind of wired to be self-serving and you see it in today, you know, just, out in the world right now people are self-serving and uh but i kind of had that feeling last year because you weren't close to your mom and you were trying like it'll be okay you know i know it's hard but for me i felt like you didn't exactly know what i was going through because you weren't close to your mom you know yeah so yeah but uh you know at the same time it's like there are people that I've lost that I've been close to yeah, I know. much like my mom. Like I lost a daughter and, you know, mm-hmm. um, so I, it's the dynamics are always different for everybody, but yeah, when it comes down to it, you're right. You know, everybody thinks that you'll never get it. You, you don't ever understand. And I understand. I understand when people are feeling bad. I feel, you know, I understand. I, I empathize. I sympathize. I, you know, I do the best I can, but as far as emotions are concerned, I just can't express them, you know, but just talking about it though, on your podcast though, I mean, you're, you're, and I was going to use the word normalizing, but right. That's just kind of counterproductive to what we're saying. Normalizing, talking about your feelings, even if you're not expressing them, but um, just talking about it helps people know that, you know, I, I mean, if you're, if this is the place where we can get deep, because we don't get deep on on our podcast. So I, um, I, in my first marriage, I had two miscarriages. I had my daughter and then, or before my daughter, I had two miscarriages and my former mother-in-law told me, and she had had a miscarriage as well. Don't talk to anyone about it. Like, this is a very personal thing. Like you don't talk about it. And so that was very much like, just that was that, that family that I had married into was very closed off. It's very personal. It's somebody else's business. But then the more I started talking to people slowly about it, the more I realize you feel like you're going through this thing that's very singular to you, but it is a very shared experience by many, many, many people. And the more that we start talking about it and the more that we make the connections of, I've also lost a child. I've also, you know, like the more that you make those connections with people, the more we just feel like we're not alone. And that's a giant piece of just being human. Yeah. Um, and you know, exactly what you just said was a point I was going to make. Um, so when her mom passed away, um, I told her something that somebody told me when my daughter passed away and I said, it'll never get, you know, it'll never get any easier. Mm -hmm. You just learn to live with it, you know, Mm -hmm. and it takes time and it takes as much time as it takes. You know, there is no, you know, when we were talking about her mom the other day, it's been over a year, you know, and mm-hmm. she just started crying. You know, it it never stops hurting. Yeah. Um, and uh, do you mind if I talk about what happened to us? 
Mm. Okay. Um, so right here, you'll notice that we're both wearing an, a necklace. She has one on too. Um, there's ashes in there from a miscarriage that she had. Mm, I'm mm. so sorry. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, he was, he was far enough along to where yeah. you can see, um, you know, the baby and mm -hmm. it really, really, I, I, I couldn't even, you know, they asked me if I wanted to see him and I couldn't do it. Um, you know, and she unfortunately had to be the first one to lay eyes on him and, yeah. you know, she, she, it got hit hard. I was home alone when yeah. it happened and mm. I was, I was at work and she was home alone and, um, so, I mean, she understands too, you know, that kind of loss and it's, it, it doesn't matter, you know, especially with a baby, you know, it doesn't matter how far along you are, if the baby's already here, it never, never, never leaves you, you know? Yeah. And so this is our remembrance of him, you know? And we both I love have that one. You have that. I'm sorry that you went through it. I love that you have something to remember him by is what, what I was trying to say. Both cool. of mine, what I had one really early and then one pretty, pretty well into the pregnancy. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter how far along you are. As soon as you, as soon as you know, you're pregnant, you start planning that child's life. Right. And so, I mean, yeah. that is, it's, it's a loss of hopes and dreams. And, and I'm so sorry that you went through it as well. Um, know that though the more that we talk about our stories the more we give other people the comfort in knowing that these things that are pretty taboo to talk about aren't they're not singular they don't just happen to us they happen to millions millions of women and 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 people so um yeah yeah and it, it was you know when it happened hearing all these women that i knew who had also had miscarriages and I had no idea because they just didn't talk about it. So that was kind of eye opening that it it's more common than you, anybody thinks. So. It's incredibly common. And that was the thing that happened to me too. The more I started talking, women I had worked with for years, I would, you know, once we, you know, I had to say that, you know, the pregnancy had ended like, Oh, you know, that happened to me or that like, it just, was mu it's much more common and yeah i think that's one of the things in our in our society that we just don't we don't talk about um but i i have great hope because i look at you know one thing that i grew up um so my my brother died when i was 11 and then that just started like i've just had loss after loss after loss after loss my both of my brothers are gone both of my parents are gone my best friend has gone like we have had just had a lot of loss and um Oh God, I totally forgot what I was talking about. Oh, but so I grew up, I grew up um, with a lot. Nobody talked about mental health issues, but my mom losing my brother completely fell apart, went into deep depression. But I also grew up in a very evangelical Christian home. And so it was like, you didn't, you just prayed. You didn't like go seek mental health support. Like you just prayed. Um, I have m memories of my mom being taken to the hospital because we thought she was having a heart attack and she was having panic attacks. And I am diagnosed with journalized anxiety Our, you know, we have, um, a couple of our kids have anxiety and I am really encouraged now and watching our 15 year olds, um, generation, she, her and her friends, they talk about it so openly in a way that was not talked about when I was growing up. And so I just, I have hope for these people who are coming up, you know, um, after us and that 
these things like grief and and mental health and you know, just our lived lives that we share are much more like they're much more open about it. And so I'm, I, I do have, um, that is encouraging. Yeah. And just, I feel like, I, I feel like, and especially going back to your point about, uh, being an evangelical Christian growing up, mm-hmm. um, a lot of problems I've seen and, this is not attacking religion in one, you know, in one. Form oh, you can bring another. it here. We're fine. It's a safe space. Yeah. Um, well, I'm an outspoken atheist and um, I just, I was born and raised a Baptist, mm-hmm. tried to find my way through high school. Like anybody else, you know, I, I tried all the different pagan religions and I really just come down to uh, George Carlin said one time, he said, uh, you know, I believe in the sun. You know, and that's that's that means a lot to me because like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's there. It's it's there. I could see it. It gives me everything I need. It, it was the most beautiful words I've ever heard come out of that man's mouth. And he says a lot of beautiful words. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but uh, and she's still Christian and uh, we don't butt heads about it, but it makes for some very spicy debates, you mm-hmm. know. Like, um, but I think that is what w- is wrong with the, 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 the construct of religion, or at least the, the, the walls that the, you know, religion puts up is whatever happens to you is between you and God, mm-hmm. but you, you don't get that inner peace unless you find somebody to, to share the experience with, you know, you'll never find that, that, you know, you'll never find that learning to live with it. As I like to say, um, unless you, you talk about it, you know, if, if, Mm -hmm. you know, and most people who haven't been what you've, you know, that you've been through, they don't care or they'll care briefly, but it's with other people that have shared your experiences with that help you find peace within yourself. And I think that is just a wonderful thing. And when I learned that, that's when it, you know, that's when things started getting easier for me. Um, because I mean, my, I lost my daughter 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. It took at least five of those years to even openly talk about it with people. Yeah. You know, uh, I've talked about it with people, but in, you know, very limited passing. Um, but then, you know, once time went on a little bit more, I, I found that more people have shared that same experience and I can talk with them about it. And sometimes the conversation can go on for hours. Uh, the nightmares that I would have began to slowly start going away, you know, and I I started noticing, you know, that my mental health was improving. So I think it's a wonderful thing if you can share that experience. I think it's wonderful that, you know, and I kind of hope people in, in, in you know, for a lack of a better word, normalize Mm -hmm. expressing it, you know, that's my, my thought on the matter anyway. But, uh, do you have anything else to add, babe? She is just, just along for the ride, too. Super deep. Sorry. <laughs> like, it's just, okay. It's got real deep. But it, I mean, but again, it's that thing. When you start to talk to people, you realize, oh, that happened to me. Oh, that happened to me. And you start to make these connections and you don't feel alone. And you have the space in which to speak the things that are really heavy on you. And it does lighten you a little bit. And it does. I mean, and I'm, I mean, I'm all for finding a professional person to talk to you. 
Um, but also just knowing that you have, um, that you have people who understand you. We just all want to be understood. We all want to be seen and understood. It's just a basic human desire. And so thanks for making a space to do that. Hey, no problem. And, uh, you know, I'd love to have you guys back on for uh, maybe an episode that isn't so, you know, introductory. with you guys on um you know more as like friends you know and we just kind of have a conversation where we talk about this kind of stuff um because yeah you're right these episodes are going to keep coming you know they're not going to stop we are going to have our fun but you know i'd like to slow it down sometime and like we actually make a plan to talk about this kind of stuff and maybe we'll have you on for that um and to uh to the benefit of you know to the benefit of both of us, really. I mean, I don't personally like to just roll up in a doctor's office and just start talking to somebody randomly about people who died in my past, but it's really nice to just, you know, find somebody that, that, you know, shares the experience. I think it's great that you, you guys have, or at least you, Amanda have, have been through a lot just like we have, and we can talk about this kind of stuff openly. And I bet this is driving Josh crazy. Because I no, haven't heard no, him no, say no. much of nothing. <laughs> no, the, here, here's the thing. Um, I, um, she, she's rubbed off on me. I mean, <laughs> and the reality is, is that, is that in my job, I deal with a lot of, uh, I, I work with the senior population, so I deal with a lot of death and a lot of the serious things. Um, so I certainly have the capacity to talk about it, <laughs> or at least listen to people talking about yeah. it. But yeah, and and right. I lost my mom a year and a half ago too so Mm -hmm. it's like i mean it i don't yeah i mean it you get used to it i guess but it never it never gets easy and my mom was was my best friend and was incredibly close to our daughter and she had she had dementia and so the the mental decline was i mean she was sick for a while and so it was kind of like this really long painful drawn out thing um but she she died while her skilled nursing facility was on lockdown and so we hadn't been able to see her and there's a lot of like stuff that i still deal with um with that and so like i yeah i'm so sorry um and we could do we could do episodes on all the things but it's nice you know it's it's nice to know that there are people out there that that share your experiences and josh is not super like chatty about it but i mean he was raised by a single man and so he d- didn't ha- grow up with a mother figure and his dad died two weeks after my brother died in 2015. So yep. like we were from my, my brother was just found <laughs> and then um, we were in hospice with his dad. So like, boom, boom, boom. Like we've had, we've had a lot. And so, um, you know, I think one of the, you know, one of the things we talk about is we're fortunate that we found each other because I can't imagine going through this with someone else or, or by ourselves. And, but it, but it's been kind of shitty because it's like, since we got married, it's just been a lot of yeah. like, yes. And really I'm really crappy stuff. Really not wanting you to make that connection. Well, I know I, but I mean, right. I, the universe brought us together so that we can handle this. Not like we set off some sort of weird butterfly effect or whatever. That's right. But I can agree. I mean, I can't imagine going through like losing my mom with my ex-husband. It just, you know, yeah. yeah, he was an asshole. So, I mean, my ex-husband was a jerk. So I'm very grateful that I have Dave, who's not a jerk, because, I, I mean, it, it, he he's 
very strong and very help. You know, I don't know how to say it, but <laughs> he helped me get through it. And it's my he not- still is helping me because I mean, mm-hmm. even like last year, I mean, towards the end of the year, I just like lay on the couch and cry like I need my mom, and you know, so yeah, he was there to pick up the pieces. And our dogs are talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> they have opinions about how yeah. long you've been recording. They're like, eh, no, we're ready for you. They're very strong opinions. I'm actually expecting my uncle around now. <laughs> I was just going to say, I wonder if your uncle's up there. It probably is. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, right. I really want to thank you guys for coming on today um, and uh, sharing your experience with uh, with us. If you'd like just to take a couple seconds here and give yourself a plug, you're more than welcome to. This is your stage. Well, you can find us um, super familiar with the Wilsons on anywhere that you catch your podcast. We um, we're very active on Twitter, and it's uh, at familiar Wilsons. And we have things on the other socials as well, but Twitter's kind of where we camp out. Um, so yeah, come listen to us. New episodes every Sunday night and or Monday morning, depend on when I whenever I I'm done editing. Um, it's a lot of fun, so you should join us. Come try your hand at the song quiz. Well, I think that they just did. Yeah, but every week now they can. And I think that that is amazing. I actually have not seen that. I don't know why I have not seen that, but I want to participate. That just makes me feel really good inside because, like, happiness is a warm warm gun. I I can relate with laughing at your own penis. That's right. Ha, penis. Yeah, ha, penis. (laughs) I can relate with that. But, uh, yeah, so I want to thank you guys once again for being on today. Again, this is Memoirs of a Modern Marriage. Uh, We are your humble hosts. My name is Dave, and Liz went to go check the door. So uh, we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for having us. Bye.